Howdy friends and welcome to the Old Hat Podcast. This is episode 32 of the Old Hat Podcast and I'm Old Hat. I'm your host, James Chambliss. Live, uh, well, I started to say from the garden, but I'm not actually in the garden right now. Hallelujah, I'm not in the garden right now. My flower beds were much uh, neglected after I walked off the retaining wall and so uh, I've been out pulling weeds all afternoon and I've got uh, tomatoes and onions and peppers and things like that to plant in my flower beds. So that ought to make a good show. And I decided that uh, the way the grocery store is, uh, it might not be bad to have a garden growing this year. And I much prefer eating, um, you know, okra and potatoes to eating flowers. So I'll much enjoy my garden in time, I hope. And I hope you're doing well. I hope you've had a good and busy day. I know it's a quarantine day for a lot of you, and uh, a lot of you are stressed out to the max at work. I have a friend who is a nurse, and she goes to work and then comes home and doesn't touch any of her family. Uh, And she's dying for a hug, waiting for all this to be over, but she doesn't want to endanger anybody. So she's encouraging her family to do that social distance thing, and I guess uh, we all need to keep doing that appreciate the people that are doing all the hard work and I read a lot about people appreciating truck drivers and I was just chatting with a friend of mine who's driving a truck feeding chickens right now so Dan I hope your rest of your shift is a smooth one and thank you for what you do and all the people that help you do things like that we're grateful my dad always said that uh, nobody listens to the man with dirt under his fingernails until something's broken and definitely some broken stuff and we are listening to the people that do the hard work right now for sure and we appreciate all of you as I was out in my garden I figured since I was on my knees anyway I ought to be praying for you and so I was praying that whoever would hear this podcast tonight would have some peace and comfort today and uh, and be encouraged by what they hear and I was thinking about some of my favorite scriptures and I'm just going to read some of them I always say that God's Word has a lot more to say to us than anything I ever say, and so I'm going to read you some of my favorite passages this evening. won't take very long, and hopefully you won't mind. And uh, I'm going to start with Psalm number 90, which is a prayer that Moses uh, wrote or spoke, and uh, you, it means a lot, I think, when you realize who actually did the saying of it. So here's Psalm 90. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn men men back to dust, saying, Return to dust, O sons of men. For a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. You sweep away men in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning. Though in the morning it springs up new, by evening it is dry and withered. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins, in the light of your presence. All of our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. The length of our days is seventy years, or eighty, if we have the strength. Yet their span is but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass, and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? For your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you. Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, O Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all of our days. 
Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. You can probably see why I was thinking about that one. Relent, O Lord, how long will it be? That's how I feel about what's going on in the world right now. Relent, O Lord. And I know some people would be quick to say, now just a minute, bad things don't come from God. But I would just remind you that if you've read about Job in the Bible, and you remember God called all the angels and uh, the Satan had to appear too because God's his boss still. And uh, and he was bragging on Job and the devil said, yeah, well, that's just because everything's going right for him. But if you let me pick on him, you know, if you let me take away his stuff, why, he'd cuss you. And he had to have God's permission. If you'll read that, you see God said, well, all right, you can uh, you can go this far, but no farther. You can't hurt his family. And then you can't hurt him. And then you can only you can't take his life. I mean, bless his heart. It kept getting worse for Job, didn't it? But God was still God, and nothing touches us that hadn't passed through his hands. And I believe that. So I want him to relent. This has passed through his hands. I'd like him to take it back. And I think you probably feel that way, too. I'm going to read the next one, too, Psalm 91. It's a favorite of, of soldiers, I know, and a lot of missionaries that I know really rely on this one. And I think we could all use it today. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord, who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. You can see why soldiers like that one. I do too. I like that uh, he answers. You know, I'll call upon him and he'll answer. I love that. It says I will be with him in trouble. Y'all, that doesn't mean there won't be any trouble, does it? There must be trouble if God's going to be with us. But he is with us, and I take comfort in that. And I, I do love that line about he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty, because I need rest in that shadow. How about you? How about one more? I uh, really like all the red print. I've got one of the old Bibles that still has everything Jesus said in red print. And uh, I've got a bookmark at John 14 because I preached a funeral of a good friend of mine recently. And, uh, and I always read from John 14 when I do that, where Jesus is talking to his disciples. 
And he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. And then Thomas, doubting Thomas, you remember him? He would ask the next question, wouldn't he? Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. And I like that. But in that passage, it goes on and he tells the disciples a lot of things. He promises to send the uh, the comforter to him. And he said that uh, there's a great line in verse 27 where he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give uh, to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That's a good word for today, isn't it? But he goes on and he talks about uh, different things, the vine and the branches and how the, their grief will turn to joy in time. And then in chapter 17, he starts praying. And that's kind of cool, right? I mean, we know the Lord's Prayer. Do you know the Lord's Prayer? It's pretty good. And uh, we, I think we had talked about that on the podcast before because I've been saying that when I uh, wash my hands. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That one, you probably know what I'm talking about. Well, he's, but this is really the Lord's Prayer because it's the Lord praying, isn't it? And he starts out and he prays for himself. Uh, and then he prays for his disciples. And then he prays for us, really, because he prays for everyone who would believe in him because of the message that his disciples were going to take. Well, if you believe today, then uh, you believe it because of what the disciples wrote down, right? That they wrote the New Testament. And so if you believe all that, it's because they wrote it down. It's the message they carried. They were the apostles. And Jesus prayed for you at that point. So in John 17, it says, is Jesus praying? This is all in red print. My prayer is not for them alone, his disciples. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's me and you. That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you and they know you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. And I suppose he said amen. But after that, he got arrested. So he was almost through talking at that point. Uh, But that was praying for you and for me. And you notice what he prayed for? He prayed for unity. And he prayed that we would love each other so that the world would know that we were his. And I think we need to remember that. I think that's comfort because sometimes on days like this, you don't know what to do, right? Are you having those problems where you go, I don't know what to do now? I don't know what to do now. Me, I've been pulling weeds and reading my Bible. That's what I'm doing. So, But what Jesus was saying was we're supposed to be unified. 
and we're supposed to love each other and that the world's going to know that he's real because of the way we love each other and the way we're unified. There's an awful lot of disunity going on, and I don't believe disunity comes from heaven. I think that it comes from somewhere else. And uh, so I've been thinking about unity these days and, and what that looks like. And for me, it means not arguing with people on the Internet. For me, it means not uh, making sure people know what I dislike or who I hate, but making sure they know what I like and who I love, because I think that's a more important thing. And it's not just saying, oh, I love Jesus. It's also saying, I love you. That's what it's about. We need to love each other. And so I just wanted to read you a little bit today and tell you that you're loved. I love you. Jesus loves you. And that means that you're loved with an everlasting love. Y'all, that's powerful stuff. And you know, you want to hang out with people that love you, right? (laughs) So that's that unity. That's where it comes from. And so I would encourage you to love those people around you. I know if you've been stuck in quarantine for long enough, a friend of mine's mad at her dog because her dog breathes so loud. (laughs) And I told my oldest boy today, I am praying extra hard for people that have teenagers at home with them for all this time because it is hard for that much energy to be locked in the house this long. So our neighborhood, we don't get a lot of foot traffic around here until lately. I have seen more people walking and riding bikes and and I, you know, I always, if anybody's with me, I go, do you know them? They go, nope, never seen them before. So people are getting a lot of exercise these days, and I think that's a good thing, too. But anyway, that's what I'm thinking about today. I don't know what you're thinking about, but I hope it's not stinking thinking, as Zig Ziglar used to call it. If you get yourself doing stinking thinking, you need to do a checkup from the neck up, Zig Ziglar used to say. And I've been trying to do that. Pulling weeds will focus your mind a little bit because you got to do something with it while your hands are busy. But I hope whatever your hands are doing today that your mind is pointed in a good direction because you're loved. And I hope that helps you. Folks, hang in there. I really do believe with all my heart that the best is yet to come.